You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the Word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to His Word in Jesus' name. Today is Father's Day. We're celebrating fathers all over the world today. And uh, today we are going to be looking at the role of fathers in the home using Jacob as our study case today. Praise the Lord. And before then, shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for another wonderful opportunity in your presence. It is your will that every day we come, we are going to be refilled with new things. Today, as we open up your word, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Let there be life behind these letters that your word may illuminate that soul watching this telecast at this moment. We pray in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, join me as we open our scriptures now to... Genesis chapter number 42. Genesis chapter 42, and I'm reading verse 35 through to verse 38. I'm reading from New International Version, NIV. Genesis 42, verse number 35 to 38. As they were emptying their sack, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care, and I will bring him back. But Jacob said, My son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey, you are taking, you are taking. You will bring my gray head down to the grave. Hallelujah. We are taking our topic today from verse number 36. Joseph, or rather, beg your pardon, Jacob said, everything is against me. And so our topic today is when everything seems against you. When everything seems against you. Father's Day was uh, first celebrated at the YMC in Spokane, Washington in the year 1910. And it was uh, first celebrated or introduced by Sonora Smart. Sonora Smart was a daughter of American Civil War veteran named William Jackson Smart. He himself, as a single parent, raised six children all by himself, all by himself. And so ever since then, Father's Day has been celebrated. 
Why is it being celebrated? Father's Day is celebrated to recognize the impact, the roles that fathers and father figures play in the life of their children. I say fathers and father figures, because there are a lot of us who are fathers, though we don't have children of our own. We do not have children that comes from our own loins, but we have fathered them. We have mentored them. So you are a father figure, and we are celebrating you today. It is only when you have a home. A dictionary definition of a father is a man who is able to give birth to a child. But beyond that, any man who has the capacity to train, to raise, to educate, and to lead right a child is a father. So we have so many fathers in the house of God. You come to the house of God, you see what some people call a man. Even when the man is younger or older than themselves, they call him daddy. Why? Because he is a father figure. So that is why fathers are being celebrated. Hallelujah. Now, what is the role of a father? Or why is a father important? Why is a father important? An involved father, an involved father, every involved father promotes inner growth and strength. If you look at verse number three, uh, sorry, verse number 11 of our text, these people said to Joseph, of course, as at that point, they didn't know it was Joseph. They said to them, look, we are honest people. Inner strength and growth is not what we see in the physical. Inner growth and strength is not the ability to hit a woman. Inner strength is not ability to fight in the public places. Inner strength is not ability to subdue a woman and rape her. These are not inner strength and do, they do not represent growth. Inner strength is the ability for a man to control himself. Inner growth is the ability of a man to prove that he's compassionate. That is what inner growth is. That is what strength is all about. They said, we are children of a man, and we are honest people. That is inner growth, that is strength. Being honest at all times. Teach your children how to be honest. Teach your children how to be upward. Do not teach your children how to cheat. Do not teach your children how to get it through the shortcut. Some people have taught their children how to do 419. That is not growth. That is not strength. Some have also taught their children how to smoke and how to drink. That is not strength. That is not growth. Growth is sincerity. Growth is being honest. Growth is being obedience. Growth is being loyal. Growth is being obeying the rules and laws of the land. Growth is being loyal. Growth is being respectful. These are the inner growth that fathers ought to impact into the life of their children. And study have also shown us that when fathers are affectionate and supportive, when they are affectionate and when they are supportive by doing this, they help to create a strong emotional strength in their children. Now, whenever they are, when they go out, they always represent them very well. Who amongst us would like our child, would like to be caught one day? So come, your child has just been caught as an armed robber. They are hitting him on the street. They are about to burn him alive. Who, 
of us will. None of us. But every one of us would like to be proud to hear, oh, your son just graduated as a lawyer, first class. All of us want to hear that. Your son just discovered something, and his name is trending on the social media. Every one of us likes to hear stories like that. Half of us. And so when we become affectionate, when we become supportive of our children, this is what we get. The older generation did not do much of this. Most of us were not very affectionate. But I applaud the new generation. They are very, uh, they are very supportive. They are affectionate. They take their children, their wife, to watch movies. Those days, we don't go to watch movies. There were no cinemas like you have them today. Today, they take their children to the beach. We don't have those beaches in those days. So there were no disaffection in those days. But today, there is disaffection. Take advantage of all these opportunities that abound. Create an avenue to show your children affection. Yes, you may be able to provide everything, money, and so on and so forth, but this and all that do not solve the problem. They can never take the place of affection. They can never take the place of love. They can never take the place of the support of a father that they require. Hallelujah. And so it's also important that we instill a sense of well-being and self-confidence in our children by the way we teach them, by the way we instruct them. Because a father's love is one of the greatest influence on personality. Today, after a father is gone, you hear their children making references to, my father said, my father told me. And you begin to wonder, was this not this one that was always playing, that never listened to the father? Oh, yet, when did he sit down to listen, to hear, and to obey, and to understand what he's saying that his father told him? Father's love, influence, affection. This is what brings about these things. When you say these things, it looks like they are not sinking. But of a truth, they are sinking. God is using every seed of the world that you sow in them to do something. Let me tell you something. When Jesus is preached in a family, God is understood. But when Jesus is not preached in the family, God is being misunderstood. What did Joseph say in verse number 18 of our text? Genesis 42. Joseph said to them, do this and you will live because of what? Because I fear God. It is not written, but I am imagining in my heart what those boys would have, would have been feeling. Say, Who is this man in a strange land that knows Elohim? Because in a strange land, such names are not mentioned. But he said to them, do this because I fear God. How was it possible that a child like Joseph, who was sold many, many years ago, was still able to say that I fear Elohim, I fear God. It was because of the impact of the Father. It was because of the influence of the Father. It was because of the seed of the gospel that was sowed in his life by the Father. It was because of Jesus that was preached in the home. If you are a man and you are not preaching Jesus in your home, then you have failed God. God expects you to take charge. And the primary responsibility you have to your children and to your family is to preach Jesus to them. Make them know who the Lord God is. Make them know the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Make them know the personality that is called God. Let them know that without God, they are nothing and will never amount to anything. Every day I call my children and sit them down and I tell them, do you think your father has achieved anything? They say, yeah, dad, you are the best dad anyone will ever want to have. And I say to them, your father is what he is today because of Jesus, because of God. I am nothing 
without God. And I encourage them, do not turn your heart away from him. Because only in him can you find an enduring success. Only in him can you find peace. Only in him can you find success. Only in him can you find anything you want in life. Have you, do you have a dream? It is only in God that you can fulfill those dreams. Because he knows yesterday. He knows today. And tomorrow is also in his hand. Praise the Lord. So talking about Joseph now. Joseph was the first seed of a woman that Jacob loved so much. Remember the story of Jacob serving his uh, uncle. And then he had his eyes on Rachel. But instead of giving him Rachel, the man gave him Leah and gave him condition for him to get Rachel. That is love. That is love. That is love. Another 14 years. That is no joke. How many of us will have such passion for a woman we love? How many young men today will be patient? The first thing we do the moment we meet a woman is how to lure her to our bed. How many will have the patience to wait until the day of the, after the wedding night? How many of us will wait until she says yes? Today, many of the young men we have today want to lure a woman. They will have hard cases, situations where women have been drugged. They are drinks or poisoned because a man wants to force them in. But here is an expression of true love. The man said to him, you must serve me another 14 years or else there is no Rachel. Jacob said, so be it because I have love for this woman. So the man Joseph was a seed of a woman that was loved so much. So you can see what brought about the pain that uh, Jacob went through. You can also see the attachment that Jacob had with Joseph. How? The Bible makes us to understand that he made a very costly coat for him. They were close. They were so close. There was this affection for him and that was what led him through. Even when he was there in a strange land, the name of Yahweh, the name of Elohim did not depart from him. Praise the Lord. So he was a seed of a man, a woman that was loved so much. He was also the glowing of Jacob's old age. Can you imagine what happened? In Genesis 30, 37, the Bible tells us there, verse 22 and 23, the Bible said, and when they came back, verse 34, 38, 35, when they came back and told Jacob what had befallen, Joseph, the Bible said that he tore his clothes and then refused to be comforted. All his children and daughter came to him and said, Father, it is well. Be calm. All is well. He told them and said, nothing will ever be well again. I cannot survive this. Behold, you people are sending me to the grave with the mourning of my only son, the very son that I love. There was an affection in the life of this young man. When the opposite of our expectations as fathers happen, sometimes it takes away praises from our mouth, but it shouldn't be so. There was so much expectation from Jacob. A young man who had a dream and then came to him and told him how he had a dream that he was shining brighter than all the stars in the heavens and how other stars were bowing down to him. The Bible makes us to understand that even when every other person were contending it, Jacob kept this thing in his heart because he knew that these things were going to come to pass. He knew the son he has raised, 
that whatever came up from him must be from the Spirit of the Lord. And so he believed it. He trusted it. So he had vision. He had an expectation that someday, sometime, this young man will buy him a car. This young man will build him a house. This young man will take him to where he has never been before. This young man will make him proud. Yes, this young man will take his name where his name has never been before. This was such dream. But now came the opposite of his expectation. Joseph, upon whom this dream was placed upon, has been sold and is no more. It was terrible. It was enough to take a praise out from the man's mouth. It was enough for a man to give up, but it shouldn't be so. In every situation, the Bible makes us to understand. Proverbs 3 and verse number 6. In all, in all our ways, we should acknowledge him. What does it mean? In good time, know that God is still God. In bad time, know that God is still God. The God of the mountain is also still the God of the valley. He has not changed because you are now in the valley. Who you know him to be when you were on the mountain is who he still is. Even right there in the valley. If he does wonder, he has done wonders for you while on mountains. Trust and believe him. Right there in the valley, he still can do what he knows how to do. So do not give up and do not hang up your harps. Right there, they said, by the rivers of Babylon, we wept and said, how can we sing the song of the Lord in a strange land? Come on. That is not what God expects from us. He expects us at all times to sing forth his praise. Say, in good time and in bad time, I will sing forth your praise. David says something. He said, though he slays me, yet will I praise him. Yet will I honor him. So no matter what we see, no matter what we see in a child, in the life of our child, let's not lose hope. Let's not give up. But go on your knees. Because every achievement attracts the enemy attack. There is nothing that is good that will not come with attack. Think of faith. When Jacob was living with his family, he was living. How come it was the woman he loved so much that picks one of the gods of their fathers? Why not the maidens? Why not the other servants? It was the one he loves. So God allowed it so sometimes because he knows that devil will always tempt. Why, what makes you think that, uh, what is his name now? Satan went to God and said, have you not surrounded Job with good things? Is that not the reason why he's serving you? And God said, you think so? Go and try it. He went there and tried. Friends say, cause God and die. He said, I'm not going to cause God because I know he has not changed. I know how I was formed. I did not beg him. When I was hungry, he fed me. When I was low, he lifted me up. Even when I did not ask him for all those things. Even when I did not know how to praise him. How much more now that I have praised him of my life, I believe that this God will do excellently above all that I have asked of him. Don't be despaired. Don't give up. When that child is not responding the way you expect, just go on your knee. Keep committing him to the, hand, to the hands of God. Keep praying. One day at the appointed time, what you think is dead will come back to life. Hallelujah. Jacob did not know that what he cried for was prepared for salvation. His salvation and the salvation of his entire family. And he was crying. He was weeping. Do you have daughters and no son? And you are crying? I don't have any son. Who is going to take after me? I don't trust these girls. They don't have the capacity to bring up my name. Who told you? I've seen women 
in different places, different areas, who are making, who are building their father's name, it's not only about, but time have changed. Time have changed. So all you need to do is thank God and give him praise in that situation. So he did not know. Verse 36, he said, everything is against me. Joseph is gone, and now they are taking Benjamin away from me. Everything is against me, and I say everything seems to be against, but not really against him. Because God in that situation was planning out something. God in that situation was managing out something. But Jacob did not see it. Sometimes we don't see these things, and God allows them that way. Be patient. Are you a woman? You are looking for the fruit of the womb, and it's not come yet. Be patient. Rejoice and keep praising God. You never can tell. The reason why that delay is coming is because God is cooking and baking something better than yourself. I mean, something better than what you expect. Have you ever heard that statement in Igbo? In the local parlance, we said that God has given someone a child and not children. What does it mean? You see one child, a son, who has the capacity to do what ten children cannot do. That is what God wants to give to you. Be patient. Keep serving him. Don't give up. At the appointed time, his purpose will be revealed in your life. So in the midst of confrontation and opposition, look out for what God is working out for you. Look out for what he wants to do for you in your life. The Bible says in verse 25 and 26 of our text, they came back to this man, Jacob, and said to him, Joseph is alive. My God, what you think has left you is not just alive, but a governor. Jacob rejoiced, because what you think is a loss is not lost anymore. It has been translated by the Almighty God who knows how to make something out of nothing. He is not just alive, but he is a governor. So come up out of it. And the Bible said that Jacob's heart fainted. He didn't expect it. Have you experienced that miracle? That jaw-dropping, mouth-opening, embarrassing miracle? That's what God wants to give you in the life of your children. If you don't give up, keep praying for them. Keep talking, even when it looks like they are not listening and understanding. Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Keep using the word of God to encourage them. When you need to use a rod, use a rod. When you need to show them love in words, use that. But in any case, don't lose hope on that child because God is working and cooking out something for them. His heart fainted. Did Job heart faint? Yes, Job heart fainted. He offers sacrifice every day for his children. Adventure if they sin. But one day, when the enemy struck, they all were destroyed. And the messenger came and told him, and Job said, what I feared had come upon me. Even though you are afraid that that child was going to go the other side, don't give up when he eventually does. Keep praying. One day, God will bring him back. If we get so attached to our problems at home, we might lose our life even before the blessing comes. Don't give up. Don't get so emotionally attached to that problem, to that child that you think is not doing it right. Just keep praying. Keep praying. Keep believing God. Keep praising him. One day, everything is going to be all right. Be positive about every situation. What does Job say? When there is a casting down, always lift up your voice and say there is a lifting up in the name of Jesus Christ. And it will be so. So Jacob's spirit was revived when he heard that Jacob that his son Joseph was not just alive, but also 
a governor. He said, all things are against me. But Paul said, nay, in all these things we are what? We are more than conquerors, according to Romans 8 and verse number 37. That should be your song. When all things seem to turn against you, don't say they are all against you. Lift up your voice and shout it loud and say, look, nay, but in all things we are more than conquerors. By the rivers of Babylon, don't just sit and hang up your harp and say, how can you sing the long song in a strange land? But rather, like Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3 says, arise and shine for your glory is come. That's not time to hang up harps and not sing. It is time to arise because your glory has come. You are about to enter into your promised land. Hallelujah. God is awesome. He's so awesome in every situation. I'd like you to pray. Lift up your hands if your children are around you there. I'd like you to raise your hands and place upon them. If you have an anointing oil, take an oil. Put it in your hand. Lay upon that child. Even the one you think is not doing it right. Lay your hands upon that child. The one that is not close. Lift up your hand in prayer. And say like this. Say, my father, I lift up my hand. And according to the mandate you have given unto me as a father, I bless this my children. I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. They shall not lose. They shall not be lost from my hand. They shall prosper in everything they do. They shall succeed in everything they do. They shall not bring me shame. They shall be a source of glory to me and to the family. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you have said that prayer and you believe it, God has heard you. He has answered you. Keep on praying and go ahead to pray. One day, your dream you will see them, they will come to pass. Because our God is a faithful God. He who has promised is faithful. He does not slack. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. While you sleep, he wakes. He, he keeps awake, watching over you. He gives you those children not to destroy them. He gives you to them. He gives them to you so that they will come a blessing unto you. And that is what he wants to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, you may be there right now and you have no peace with God. You have no relationship with Christ. You've never turned your life to him. You never say, Lord, come into my life and be the Lord of my life. And by the way, you as a father, there is no way you can do it so well without Jesus in your heart. So if you are there and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'd like you to just put one of your hand on your chest, the other one lifted up to heaven as a mark of surrender, and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I have been a sinner, I have been lost, but today I come back to you. Receive me as your son. Let me be washed by the blood that you shed for me. Make me worthy of the presence of the Father. Cleanse me and accept me. In the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. My brother, if you said that prayer, my daughter, my son, you young girl, you mother, if you said that prayer, congratulations. You have been accepted into the family of Most High God. Hallelujah. I'm sure you know that we are of the descendants of the tribe of Judah. And we have overcome. We've overcome principalities and powers in heavenly places. Of the truth, we have overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. 
We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.